This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus. Hope Lives Friday side notes. Uh, On Fridays, we're going to uh, delve into some side notes. And what are side notes? They may be historical issues that I want to deal with that give you a biblical perspective. It might be something economic, might be something from the Bible, might be some symbolism from the Bible, or it might even just be some ideas, philosophical, maybe even scientific that interest me and that I think the Bible either speaks to, or they shed light on scripture and allow you to understand and see scripture in uh, maybe a new, a different, a more in-depth way than you saw it before. So uh, Friday Side Notes is a dealer's choice type situation for me in in that I am going to just give you information that is important. This morning, I want to talk about economic systems. And you say, what does this have to do with Bible study? The truth is that oftentimes uh, when I'm talking, I will talk about whatever I'm talking about in the Word. I'll talk about economic systems. I'll mention capitalism, socialism, communism, and fascism, and I'll make a relation to them so that you might can understand and see, because I believe that God's word is eminently relevant for the life we live today. It is it is superbly, accurately made, written, given to us by God to meet and speak to not only our lives, but the times and the seasons we live in. And so I believe that uh, God's word speaks to the things that uh, are going on in the world around us. And uh, obviously, if I'm going to teach or preach God's word, I want uh, people to understand uh, what I'm talking about, and I want them to understand it in relation to the world they're living in. And so obviously, you won't always break down the word and explain what uh, was meant or being said back when it was written, but then you always want to move that forward and make application to the lives we live today. And one of the ways to do that is through understanding the words that are being said out in society and how they operate and how they work. Obviously, I have an economics degree from Princeton University, and so these things, history, economics, the way things operate, the way uh, governments work, governmental affairs, all those kind of things have interest in my Uh, mind. I think through my, and you'll notice I love science and I love thinking through all these things. I don't say that I'm an expert in any of them, but that being said, I do have a mind that has uh, the desire to understand and know these things. And so over the course of my life, over the course of the 50 years of my life, really the 35 years of the time where I would have been old enough to understand and be educated, I've enjoyed understanding these things. And so I want to explain to you in maybe a simple uh, way. Oftentimes when we think about economic systems, when you hear these words, capitalism, socialism, communism, and fascism, what you think of is government organization, how the government is organized. And the truth is that's not really a good way to think about it. And the reason it isn't is because many different types of governmental structures can function 
in many different types of economies, meaning you can marry them up together and to form a way of doing government and doing economics at the same time. And if you hear somebody say uh, totalitarianism, that means somebody's controlling the government. One single individual or maybe a group of individuals are controlling the government. That's not an economic system. If you hear somebody say feudalism or monarchy, that was a that was and still is in very few places, but still was at one point in time, the only way the world uh, governments operated. There were kings and they ruled over uh, certain areas and they fought against each other and they controlled all the economics of their area and they decided what happened and everything that was going on. That's a form of totalitarianism, if you think about it. Obviously, that was a government or a way of ruling people that has waned over the last few uh, generations and centuries. And then you've got democracies and then you've got representative republics. And by the way, uh, oftentimes we in the United States say we're a democracy. We're actually not a democracy. What we are is a representative republic. And what does that mean? That means that we don't have a direct democracy. A pure democracy is where there's a group of people and they all vote and that's what's that's what's done. Obviously, in a country this size, in a people this size, our founding fathers were not going to set up a pure democracy. It would just be impossible to govern and handle things. And so what happens is that you vote to elect people to represent you. And they go and they vote on the things uh, that matter, the things that are, are governmental, the things that set up our society and our economy, the thing, the laws of the nation, and they represent you in that vote. And so that's why it's called a representative republic. We live in a republic. And that that was the case. And it, those things have existed actually in historical past in, in to great degrees. In fact, the Roman Empire, before it was the Roman Empire, was the Roman Republic. And in fact, it was the Roman Republic for two, maybe almost three times as long as the United States has actually been a republic. It was a republic for about 500 years. And the idea of a republic or a representative democracy, uh, democracy also existed in the, in, in the Greek Empire. It, it existed throughout uh, history. There have been places and times where people got together and they decided by vote. And obviously, that's what a democracy is. But that's not what I'm talking about today. What I want to talk about is economic systems and the modern day economic systems, because I could go back into feudalism and explain that. And oftentimes you might even look back and say, you know, I see where that came from. And you will. The main economic systems in the world today, and there's three prevalent ones. And then there's one that's used and talked about all the time. And nobody really even knows what it is. What the main forms of government, not government, the main forms of economic systems are capitalism, socialism, and communism. And then there's that system that people talk about and deride very, a lot called fascism. And rightly, but capitalism, and I'm going to use some terms, and when I use them, I'm going to define them. Capitalism is the private ownership of all the means of production. And what does that mean? That means that the people in the society own the means of production. Now, you say, what are the means of production? The means of production are the things required to produce products so that the society can live. Clothes, houses, food, every way you can think of to produce a product that can be sold. And even some products in our society, especially in a large segment of our society, is service. Meaning I have someone come and clean my house or I have some change out the oil in my car. Sure. Is he selling me oil? Yeah. 
But the, if you'll look down at that bill, the major, major portion of what it costs to have my oil changed is not the oil or the disposal of the oil. It's the work done in changing the oil. And that is a service. And you go, how does, how do people own uh, service? What they own is they own their own labor, meaning they have a right to alienate or to sell their labor for money, which they can use to buy products and services. And capitalism is designed around that. It's designed around the idea that people own their own efforts, their own work. And you personally have a right to that. And in fact, the Declaration of Independence says it comes from God. And that right to alienate your efforts, your energy, your thought. A lot of people uh, are hired because of what they know and, and paid a lot of money to relate to the people uh, that hire them, the information, the knowledge, the understanding, the way of doing things that, that is valuable to those people. And so they are alienating, they are selling, meaning alienate means to, to take for myself and make it yours and so that it's no longer mine. And if I tell somebody I'm willing to work for them for $15 an hour doing this, that, or the other, then what I'm telling them is over the next five, 10, eight hours, I am going to give them my labor. I'm going to alienate my work for me, and I'm going to place it under them and allow them uh, to tell me what they want me to do with my labor. And then they're going to pay me for that labor. They're going to uh, compensate me for that labor. And I am going to use that to buy the products and resources that I need. Now, one of the underpinnings of uh, capitalism is there has to be the private ownership of property. Because if I'm going to alienate my labor or I'm going to sell my efforts for money, then I then when I use that money to buy products, resources, I might even buy means of production, meaning I might use my labor to build up a pot and buy business. And then that would be a business that's producing things. And then obviously I would have ownership of that. In order for this economic system to work, there has to be private ownership of property. And the less private ownership of property there is, uh, the less opportunity there is for a person to alienate their labor and gain from that alienation or gain from selling their work, do, selling what they're willing to do for their work. And that is the essence of capitalism. Now, having said that, if you think about it on through and you just consider it uh, for a moment, if I can't alienate my labor, meaning if somebody else tells me uh, what I have to do as far as a job, or somebody tells me uh, what I can and can't do as far as my thoughts and how I work each day, then I am not in control of my labor. Someone else is. And if you'll think about it to its very end, if somebody else controls what I do as far as work, I am a, well, I'm a slave to them. And so capitalism was a designed and it developed as an effort to remove the power of government. More importantly, back then, it would be the power of the king to control people. People had freedom, and freedom was the idea that we could freely do and say and be who we felt like we should be under God. That was their understanding. And that freedom would obviously give them an opportunity to act in the way that God led them to, not some king or sovereign over them. And so they would no longer be feudal slaves to the king. They would be free people who choose 
what is best for them and their family and their communities for their lives. And so that's where this whole idea of freedom comes in. And there is a lot packed in that. And so I would say to you, if you want to study that, you've got to get really deep into it to really understand it. But that is the essence of capitalism. So it's the private ownership of the means of production. Socialism is the public ownership of the major means of production. It doesn't mean that the government owns all the means of production. It just means that the government owns a lot of the means of production or the major means of production, meaning the government owns most of the industry. The government owns uh, a lot of the uh, service uh, sector. And by the way, the number one service sector in our country is medical. It's the largest as far as actual money spent on our medical system, our service system, where people take care of people's physical needs when they're sick or when they're hurt. And that is a major area of government. Now, European societies, many of them, the government actually controls and owns the medical system. They're totally in control of it. Interestingly enough, the government operates their medical system. And if they, if the medical system in a country is 20% of its GDP, that's its gross domestic product, that's the actual money that is spent and made in that society, if it's 20%, well, that would be a major portion of production. Obviously, some of the other service industries that are big are are food production and going into restaurants and going into places and uh, buying the food somebody else prepares for you. I'm not talking about grocery stores. That is actually direct production and sale of an actual item. But if I go in and buy a plate of food that somebody's prepared for me and uh, they take care of me and they treat me real nice, you know how it is to go to a restaurant. That's a service industry. And, And there's so many service industries out there cleaning and fixing and working on things that are, that people own and have. The major means of production may be, it could be infinite. And by the way, there's different levels of socialism. There's socialism, almost uh, 60, 70% of the means of production are owned by the government. And then there's socialism where the government just owns the healthcare system, or the government just owns the railway service, or the government just owns uh, the electrical or the water or and, 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 and each one of them, when the government controls it and owns it, and it owns the major means of production, that's the idea of socializing, meaning the whole society owns it and the society itself controls it rather than individuals. And that's what socialism in is. Communism is the idea that the government owns and controls all of the means of production, meaning they control not only the businesses that operate, not only how things are made and how things are done, but they tell the people where they're going to work and how long they're going to work and how they're going to work each and every day. And that is what communism is. Communism is total control by the government of all the means of production. Now, communism has been described as being akin to slavery. And in many ways, if you think about it, it is. If the government tells me where, when, and how I am to work, where, when, and how I am to think, then obviously I do not control myself. I do not control my free will. The government does. They own it. And so I am a slave to the government. Fascism is a weird thing. And it's it's an amalgamation. And I'm going to say something that will in some ways offend you. But the truth is the way we do government in the United States is we try to be capitalistic But in many ways, sometimes we slide into what fascism is. 
And, and that can be very negative. And fascism has got some very negative com- connotations because the Axis powers in World War II were fascist. Hitler was a fascist. Mussolini was a fascist. The Japanese government was fasci- fascist. And here's how fascism works. Fascism is private ownership of the means of production, but government control of the means of production. And you're going, well, that's in that kind of same as communism. No, communism is where the government actually owns the means of production. They own the factory. They own the electrical grid. They own the, the trains. They own the farms. They own everything that is used to product and they control the people and tell them what they're to do with their labor so they control the labor too. Fascism isn't that. Fascism is insidious in that the people own the factories or the people own the electrical grid or a company or corporation may own the means of making automobiles, but the government dictates to those institutions or to those people how they are to uh, use those resources in a government system. And that's what Hitler did. Hitler told the factories what they're to produce and how much they're to to produce of it and uh, how they're supposed to produce it. And he controlled not only the production in that he, he directed them. And if they didn't, they would be arrested and somebody else would be put in place. He was in many ways a dictator, but he was a dictator who had a economic system where the people own the means of production. They controlled it. And in fact, when the people would not operate or do the things that he wanted them to do as far as in the factories, what did he do? He enslaved other people, the Jews, the gypsies, and other people that were they thought were lower than them and forced them to do the labor that the people wouldn't do because the society had freedom in it before. In fact, it was a democracy or representative republic, and he took control of it as that. And the way he decided to control the government and to control the people was that he dictated down how they were to use the means of production which they owned. And so fascism is a, it is a deviation from capitalism toward communism leaving the facade of ownership of private property in place. And so it is a very weird system, and it is in many ways a system to be to be rejected. And in our governmental system, many of you say, we're becoming socialist. The truth is not really, not really. Even Obamacare, people, I used to hear people say, well, Obamacare is socialist. No, it's not. Obamacare did not take over hospitals. Obamacare didn't take over factories that made medical supplies or made medications. Obamacare never did any of that. What my Obamacare did was, this is how you're going to use those things. And so in many ways, it's not socialist, it's fascist. And that's the uh, danger that happens in any free society or any democracy is that the democracy won't slip totally toward socialism, although that has happened in Europe and it does happen. The danger is that it doesn't slip toward socialism. The danger is because socialism is not in the open. The government takes it over. Everybody knows their government's controlling it. Socialism is a problem. Fascism is a, an evil that oftentimes can't be controlled because when the government which is put in place by the people, decides that it should have the power to tell the people how they should use their resources 
and their labor so that the society can move forward and they dictate that is what we call fascism. And I would say to you, as you're listening out there in the uh, world and you're hearing people talk about the different things, I would orient you toward these economic systems because many of the people that are talking to you, the truth is they have journalism degrees and they don't really understand economics and many of them don't understand government. And uh, they're just telling you what other people are telling them to say about the situation that's going on. And uh, they're trying to get information and understanding and they have none. And so I would say to you, when you hear these words, capitalism, socialism, communism, fascism, think of the means of production. And what are the means of production? That's my will to do what I have and what I am. I, I can do with what I own personally and what I am physically, mentally, and I can alienate that or sell that and how the government interacts with me in that economic system. Capitalism is where I control my thoughts. I control my efforts. I control that which I own and private property is very important. Socialism is where, generally speaking, I can do the same thing, just the government owns some of the major means of production. And uh, you can talk about the good and the bad that goes along with I would say that oftentimes the government's control over those things creates inefficiencies that the market in capitalism would fix. And so oftentimes it causes them to not be what they could have been had there been a market system in place. Communism is basically uh, a dictatorship. It's a dictatorship of either the, the one or the many, and the government controls everything and they own everything, but at least the government owns everything. And so they have a right to decide how those things are used because the government owns it. There is some element of goodness in that, and at least the government owns it and it is theirs. But fascism is probably the most evil form of economic system. And that is where there's a facade or there's a, a myth that the people have control and ownership of their property and their labor. And the truth is that the government's dictating how they're to use those things and what they can do with those things. And that is fascism. And interestingly enough, both parties in the United States tend toward to slide toward not socialism, although some of them actually advocate for socialism. They tend to slide when they want to do something and fix something. They tend to slide not toward socialism or never really toward communism. What they slide to is fascism. And I hope this has been enlightening to you. I always wanted Friday, Friday Side Notes to be a time where we not only talk about biblical matters, but we talk about societal matters and then give you a biblical perspective on them. And I would say to you that those who the Spirit has set free are free indeed. And we are free uh, to seek after God with our whole heart. And we are free to alienate and give those things that are ours to him for his service and for his best. And I would encourage you to do that each and every day because we live in free markets and we want to have the freedom to serve our God at its fullest. And that's really what our founding fathers wanted also. May God bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he give you hope and peace today in Jesus name. Amen. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.